Hi, I'm Carissa Vacker, and welcome back to Sleep Wave, a podcast where we let waves of relaxation wash over you through original sleep meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep tonight. And don't worry if you don't hear the end of an episode. I encourage you to drift off whenever you're ready. Before we get started on tonight's episode, I'd like to say thank you so much for all of the amazing ratings and reviews you guys have left us on Apple Podcasts and some of the other networks too. We loved hearing from D'Angela this week, who says that Sleep Wave is an important part of her bedtime routine, and she's usually out like a light within 10 minutes. We love hearing that. So if you too have found that sleep has come easier since listening to Sleep Wave, and you've not yet reached out to us, please feel free to let us know via the reviews on Apple Podcasts. We read them every day, and your ratings and reviews help us reach even more people who need a little help with their sleep right now. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know about the best way to get a perfect night's sleep. With SleepWave Premium, enjoy an ad-free experience, two exclusive bonus episodes a month, as well as our back catalog of premium content. Your support really helps. Sign up takes two taps, so please click the link in the show notes. But now, it's time for a quick word from our sponsors who make this free content possible. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Physical pain is one of the most difficult things to sleep through. When your body hurts, it can cause challenging emotions to come up too. And before you know it, your mind has joined the party. It's easy to get stuck in a loop of thoughts about what your pain means, how or when it will or will not go away, to create a whole story around it. If this is something you're experiencing tonight, know that you are not alone. Tonight, we're going to explore ways to quiet our minds so that even if the body is in pain, it can still find rest. 
A few years ago, I got a back injury that completely shifted the way I lived my life. I used to do a very athletic form of yoga called Ashtanga about five days a week for two hours at a time. That was my routine for about a decade. The thing I loved about this particular style of yoga was that it quieted my mind like nothing else. It was physically very challenging too, which was fun in its own way some days, and other days I was just proud of myself for showing up and getting through it. But after years and years of doing the same kind of exercise with very little variations in my routine, I developed a weakness in my lower back, and one day it made itself known. I couldn't walk or sit or bend without intense pain, and I soon developed nerve pain down my legs, too. It was scary. I remember many sleepless nights during that time, wondering if it would get better, wondering if I'd entered something permanently. I also felt a very odd sense of displacement. Going to the yoga studio for hours was part of my almost daily routine for many years. Seeing my friends and teachers there was a deeply ingrained part of my life. When a doctor told me that I would have to take a long, extended, possibly permanent break from that kind of yoga, I felt like I was losing a part of my identity. It forced me to change my habits. When I couldn't do yoga, I would sit and meditate. I did physical therapy and acupuncture. I got stronger, and after some time passed, I didn't feel the pain as much. I have tried to think of that injury, that pain, as a teacher. It came and helped me to evolve in ways that now serve me well. But maybe you're not there tonight. Maybe something is going on with your body, and you're just in the part that sucks. That's okay. We are going to be here together, meditating and finding rest, finding quiet in the mind and making peace within our bodies exactly as they are right now. This is Making Peace with Pain by Billy Gill. According to leading experts in the field of pain and pain relief, the current definition of pain is an unpleasant sensory or emotional experience that is associated with, or resembling that associated with, actual or potential tissue damage. This definition was recently revised to account for the nuances of pain and how it affects people's lives in subtle and obvious ways. These nuances are important because it's far too tempting to reduce pain to a merely neurological phenomenon. If pain were something that could be determined simply by studying the activity in the nerves, then far too many people's personal experience of pain could be easily dismissed. The truth is that pain is much more subjective than that and is influenced not only by pain receptors in the body, but also by psychological and social factors. The Buddha, whose chief insight was that suffering is a real and intrinsic part of being, spoke of the second arrow. 
The second arrow is the reaction that follows the experience of pain, which, of course, is the first arrow. The Buddha's insight that suffering exists may seem obvious, but it speaks to the fact that human beings are especially prone to wishing pain weren't there. Again, you may think that wishing pain weren't there is a reasonable thing to wish for, but it's wishing that the pain weren't there that can give rise to the second arrow. Tonight's sleep meditation will address both of the arrows. First, we will identify the pain that is inevitable in life. It's a feature of existence that we have adapted to over the course of millions of years, perhaps even more. The ability to feel pain is an important adaptation to life. If we were unable to feel pain, any damage to our tissues would happen unabated by our reflexive aversion to pain. Pain is what tells us when something harmful is happening. The signals we receive through pain are called nociceptive signals. Nociceptors are the nerve cell endings that initiate the sensation of pain. Nosce is derived from the Latin for hurt. They are literally hurt perceivers. When you perceive anything, you grasp it or understand it in a certain way. The sensory process of pain gives you a way to understand that you could be hurt by something. It's something so fundamental to life that it could be overlooked. Everyone understands what pain feels like and that it's intrinsically unpleasant, but we might better understand pain as a gift. It's a warning signal. Nerves can stretch to a certain degree, but they have the potential to tear at a certain point. Thankfully, the pain warning signal occurs well before the nerve is actually at risk of being damaged. It's an afferent signal, which means that it flows from the outside in. Yet, this type of perception is purely neurological. The second arrow, which we will also explore, is the mental suffering that often accompanies pain and may cause someone to lash out at others as a defense response. When we acknowledge the blessing that pain really is, how it really protects us from greater harm, it offers an opportunity to not shoot the second arrow at ourselves or others. Position yourself as comfortably as possible on your bed. Allow plenty of time to become calm and steady. Take a breath in through the nose, and as you breathe out through the mouth, release any tension that you may be holding. Again, breathe in through your nose. Observe the pause at the top of the breath. Open your mouth and release the cares and worries of the day. There is a time for thinking 
and there is a time for dealing with problems that need to be addressed. Let this moment be the time to release and put down the effort of solving problems. It's a well-known axiom that the problem cannot be solved on the same level of thinking that created the problem. Solutions must be found on a different level. To achieve a different level than the problem, try to release the problem, if only for a moment. As though you had been carrying something heavy, take this opportunity to set down any problem and be as you are. There is nothing to achieve. There is nothing that needs to be fixed. There is no thought of gain. Can you simply be here without trying to push or pull on your experience? This is mindfulness. Breathe in the nose, pause, breathe out through your mouth, linger in the stillness at the bottom of your breath until you feel the impulse for a new breath, then yield to the need for a breath, observing the process of the inhale as it rises upward and outward through your torso. Continue to breathe normally with an attitude of pure observation. Pay attention to how your body responds to your breath. When you breathe, there is a pattern of movement that accompanies the inhale and the exhale. This pattern that the breath takes is like a wave that carries within it a whole range of sensations and emotions. By letting this wave of breath roll through you, you allow space for yourself to experience the present moment. There is always something hidden within even the greatest challenges in life that can be absorbed and integrated to make you stronger. Pain is like a message from the body to the mind. It isn't that pain is something to be hoped for. In fact, it can and should be avoided if at all possible. But when it is present, it should be honored. The first step to honoring the signal that pain is sending is to simply stop trying to push it away. For this brief time, practice mindfulness with whatever is arising in the present moment. Simply watch what is happening with
without reinforcing the same familiar story that you associate with what is arising. For example, if you have a sensation of pain, can you allow it to be there without trying to banish it from your life? Perhaps you have an old injury or some other chronic pain. No doubt you have a whole history with this feeling. The flow of thoughts and images and memories that have attached themselves to pain have become part of the pain itself and can keep the whole pattern of pain intact. When you notice the sensation with an attitude of mindfulness, you are able to disrupt that flow, which facilitates the process of the pain resolving. If possible, breathe in and out through the nose, watching your breath rise and fall. And imagine that whatever arises before your awareness possesses some hidden gift that is necessary for you to fully realize your potential. Continue breathing for some time. In many heroic myths, some fairy or nymph or wise being will impart a token like a feather or an amulet or a cloak to the hero, which will prove to be the very thing they need at a moment of crisis. The breath is a wise being. The ability to be mindful with whatever is arising is the token that will support you as you encounter any challenge. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Continue at your own pace.
The first arrow of pain is something that everyone will experience in life. The real suffering occurs when we resist the pain. Inherently, when we do this, we are clinging to some other state by pushing against the experience that presents itself. We hope to mitigate the pain. We are at odds with the pain. Remember that pain is your body's signal to you that something needs to be addressed or altered to avoid further harm. The pain is the messenger. It isn't the source of the problem, but rather the source of the solution. If you have had long-standing pain, it may take more concentration to remain present as the pain rises and falls. The breath is a relatively short cycle with which you train your mind to stay present throughout its completion. The thoughts and judgments and emotions that attach themselves to sensations of pain have a cyclical nature as well. Can you remain passive and listen to the wisdom of your body as it imparts its message? Can you give space to what's arising here and now? Can you not shoot the second arrow? The second arrow is the suffering you inflict on yourself or others to try to eliminate the pain of the first arrow. The second arrow reinforces the same pattern that led to the problem. The second arrow is trying to solve the problem on that same level. Breathing, allowing, releasing through calm meditation is the level of the solution.
deep, peaceful rest that comes with sleep is already present and deeply connected to this present moment. Right here. Right now. This moment. The waking state is impermanent. The sleeping state is impermanent. The dreaming state is impermanent. There's no need to cling to anything. Let come what comes, and let go what goes. See what remains. As you exhale, draw an imaginary line from your top lip to your lower abdomen. Allow for a natural pause as the awareness goes deep within your pelvic bowl. Inhaling, draw the imaginary line up the back of the spine to the neck and then over your head until you return to your top lip. Then, as you gently exhale, continue to follow this imaginary line from the top lip to the lower abdomen. Notice the pause as your exhale transforms into an inhale. Breathe in as you draw the line up your spinal column on the back of your body and watch it travel over the top of your head until it returns to the top lip. Continue to follow this cycle of the breath. Exhale, top lip to lower abdomen. Pause as your awareness enters deep into your pelvis and then emerges up the spine on the inhale, over the top of your head, and back to the top lip. Go on. Follow the breath cycle mindfully in this way. Go on.
The river of life flows continuously from moment to moment. It flows between the banks of pleasure and pain. But you are flowing with this river. Allow yourself to flow downstream. Time to time, you will drift to the bank of pleasure and experience lovely feelings, thoughts, sensations. Other times, you will drift to the opposite bank and life will be painful and filled with hardship. Everyone will experience both pleasure and pain. No one has only pleasure, and no one has only pain. The art of life is to allow yourself to float to either bank without getting stuck, without clinging to either shore. Pleasure must transform. The more you try to remain on the pleasure side of the river, the more you are pummeled by the current until what was once pleasant becomes its opposite. To flow with the current of the river is to embrace the changes of life. Sleep follows the same rule. The more you try to force yourself to sleep, the more difficult it becomes. Feel the relief and spaciousness that comes from focusing directly on the sensations in your body. Honor them as a wise messenger. Breathe into the present moment with a gentle curiosity. Give space to what's arising without clinging to anything. Drift slowly. 
sleep.